Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hey, welcome Newsbusters listeners. You're listening to the Newsbusters podcast. I am your fill-in host, Nick Night Train Fonda Carroll, your associate editor. And I am joined by your wonderful managing editor, Curtis Howe. Kirk, how, uh, Curtis, how are you doing today? All right, all right. We got a busy news week, so we got a packed show as well. And we got three guests that are sitting out in our studio there outside of the glass waiting for us to get to them eventually. But so we're going to jump right in. Curtis, you got some brand new numbers for us this morning. Yes. Okay. So we've been updating the numbers or I've been updating the numbers all week looking at the major broadcast networks um, on this third Trump indictment. Well, I should say first, it began with the House Oversight Committee hearing of Devin Archer, uh, the closed door hearing of Devin Archer, former longtime Hunter Biden business partner and confidant. That clocked out at 8 minutes and 32 seconds. Now, why do I give you that number for something that happened on Monday? Well, obviously, it's still a big story. But the liberal media have decided that story's not important anymore. So with the Trump indictment, as we talked about on Wednesday's program, uh, this has been all the license they need to get rid of the Biden scandals. Now we are up to 162 minutes and 16 seconds. So... For those at home, I had to do this myself to figure it out because I don't do math, as I said on Wednesday. <laughs> that is two hours and 42 minutes. That is an astounding number. For shows that are for like... Morning and evening mm-hmm. newscasts. And the, with, the, with the evenings being like 30 minutes each. <laughs> Correct, exactly. So we're looking at about 58 minutes on ABC, uh, NBC in second with about 53 and a half minutes and CBS with just under 50 minutes of coverage now for today's you know i've been doing this number if you've been seeing it newsbusters we did 70 minutes and then we were at 111 and now we're at 162. um i finally decided to do the ratio comparison between the Devin archer coverage and this because the burisma bribery coverage is still zero so we really don't there's no ratio hmm. to compare it to it's a hundred to zero it's a hundred percent to zero so i mean Maybe it'd be an okay headline, but you know, that's not really a point we want to make. It's you don't really have a complete contrast. You need an A and B with more than a second of coverage to compare things to, uh, to get that so many times larger. So did the math, as in Google did it for me, and that turns out to be nineteen times larger. Jesus. There's nineteen times larger. So we have to qualify, Nick. Of course, this is a big story. Yeah. The third indictment of a former president. Exactly. Big story. Big, big story. Big story. However, what we're saying is, why can't we have Archer coverage like earlier this week? Why couldn't have that been we ha- bigger? Exactly. Early in the week before this happened, and you have this sort of, you have all of this part of this sort of bribery allegations that's sort of just lurking in the water off the coast of Cape Biden over here. And right now, it, the indictment has given them, like we said on Wednesday, the perfect cover to co- the perfect cover that they can use to as a smokescreen to just not talk about it at all, even though they have plenty of time during the day to swap out and go between the two, especially yesterday when they were just following Trump in the car all day, chasing the car like he's OJ. Yeah, this number would have been higher if I included the network special reports. Uh, both of the ABC and NBC were on for about two hours and 15 minutes, two hours, 10 minutes or so. Uh, CBS was on for 
mm, maybe two hours, um, a little less than that. Um, so obviously the number would have been a lot larger. And this number is only going to continue to grow because for a lot of these studies, we include the Sunday morning talk shows, which uh, will... It's safe to say I think Nick will be dominated. Unless oh. something like Jimmy Carter dies, we're going to... That thing is going to dominate. I, I, think, I think what we're trying to say is is that in, like it's going to be a long shot for Archer coverage to come back. Right, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got some big... The, those huge numbers there, it's only going to continue to get bigger because I, you know, with the documents indictment... Uh, we were well north of 500 minutes by the time Jeff Dickens stopped. So exactly, we're we're gonna. It's safe to say we're gonna be well over 200 minutes uh, by the time Monday's show rolls around. Yeah, and besides just them dedicating the numbers just straight out and like how much coverage, it's it's also what they're saying like sort of during this coverage. Yes, it's we do two things at Newsbusters. We do exactly. numbers and the. Books. And the words, uh, you you also have a, a awesome take from Chuck Todd, who is absolutely losing his noodle because he's losing his job. Basically, too. yeah, yeah, he's he's out at yeah he's gonna be out at Meet the Press, and Kristen Welker is gonna be coming in to fill in for him. Who, to be honest, is is, is probably way better than he is. Like he hasn't she, been in the field in how long? Fine. Yeah, she's yeah. fine. Yeah, she's she's, she's all right. She's fine. Yeah. She, she, she's biased, but it's it's sort of just like eh. if you're looking at competency of doing doing their jobs. You're just like, oh. yeah, yeah. She's not uh, gonna get in trouble for saying anything completely ridiculous. Yeah, and she probably doesn't own a townhouse that she, she can rent out to Amy Klobuchar or, or the or host the party for Jen Palmieri. Yeah, or have mm -hmm. has a spouse that'll just uh, work f whose firm works for Bernie Sanders. Uh, so, so what? What was it that Chuck was freaking out about? So, so Chuck was all upset about that the founders created a process to take care of Donald Trump, and the Republicans, those moronic Republicans, decided to not go along with this. Mm. They refused to like go with along the, with, with the this. impeachment stuff, right? Right. They refused to go. They created a process to do this. Um, well, let's just play the clip. Let's let's just play some of the little bit of the soundbite here. He was very sad. Unfortunate that this is the venue we're, we're having to do this in. The founders created a process to do it, but the elected Republican Party refused to do this. We are only here because Mitch McConnell, the leader of the Republican Party in the Senate, decided that the impeachment trial was not the venue for this. In fact, he made a speech saying, no, 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 let the criminal justice system uh, sort this out. And if the president has legal uh, liability. This is where it should be, but unfortunately, this that that wasn't right. This is the it was the wrong call. It was the wrong call for the Republican Party. It was the wrong call for the American public. It's the wrong call for the justice system. But we're here, not you know, and it's this needed to be brought. He committed this crime against the country. Historical stain, Nick. Historical stain, and he <sighs> actually said charges quote needed to be brought. Uh, this is, again, NBC's political director saying that a leading Republican needs to be charged and half the country has a historical stain upon itself. The, the guy who put an ad out for one of his shows where he was the political referee for the entire nation. Yeah, the referee. He's like Angel Hernandez with the strike zone <laughs> for those of you that are baseball fans. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like he's doing this on purpose. Exactly. Um, 
We also had like a, a similar, there was a similar sort of whining going on on CNN that I saw clips of where Adam Kinzinger was sort of making the point where he's like, the Senate Republicans should have impeached him or, or got rid of, like, or uh, yeah, Senate Republicans should have acted on the impeachment that was sent to them and voted and voted to get rid of him. And everybody on Twitter was pointing out, Adam, that second impeachment, he was already out of office. Where, what, where are you kicking him out of? Mm. I'm gonna just like kick him out of like Bedminster or Mar-a-Lago. It's like go go to your other resort. You're already out of office anyway. Adam, <laughs> this 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 is why you're no longer a congressman. Adam. Well, one of many reasons. One of many. One yes. of many. Yes. Side note, guys, he did not get run out of Congress by crazy Republicans. He got run out of office by the Democrats whom he's trying to cuddle up with. Yeah, he they got- redistricted him out oh. because Illinois was losing his seat. If Democrats and liberals actually cared about having people like him in Congress and as part of the body politic as someone in office, they would have found a way to keep his seat, but they didn't. Exactly. Spoiler alert. And ABC is that they, 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 they're often very like on, on like where their politics on their sleeve. And especially when you see that. Well, they're number one, by the way, just yeah. to tie into my study yeah. on the networks. I know we're going to talk about mm-hmm. the view, but just. Oh, to, yeah. You guys. But know AB, <laughs> but it, it as an ABC News production, their yeah. other uh, their actual newscasts, you know, as I noted earlier, are in first place with nearly an hour of coverage. <sighs> Like they are some of the most sensate. They are the most sensationalist uh, of the three of the big three: ABC, CBS, and NBC. They, as someone, they are the most as someone told us once, they're not very smart people. <laughs> uh, yeah. So anyway, so as Curtis pointed out, the View is an ABC News product, which is why they're able to be on the air during the writer strike and the actor strike is because they are they are under a different umbrella. They're under news and game shows. It's, we need to emphasize that more. That the View is an ABC News production. This isn't like, yeah. you know, syndicated or run by like, you know, people that ran Ellen or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like this isn't one of the comedy shows, late night comedy shows, where all their writers had to disappear. Like their writers disappeared, but they still need to go on it's because news. it is a news segment. So we have a video of you here of uh, Sarah Haynes, who is we we often don't focus too much on her. It's usually Whoopi or Joy or Sunny who say the most outrageous things, or a, a, a faux conservative Alyssa Farrah Griffin. But we have Sarah here saying something that's actually really disturbing about the 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 Trump indictment and that she it said it blew quote blew her blew my mind the idea that Bill Barr was talking about Trump when he was on CNN the other day uh, talking about Trump getting a fair trial let's let's hear that uh, I was watching that Bill Barr interview one thing that got me is that our legal system probably I mean for good reason but always protects the defendant over everyone else and in this instance what bothers me is don't we think we should know everything about this trial before someone goes to a voting booth right. to vote for the president of the United States and and Bill Barr was saying last night you know really the the, the system leans towards making sure he has a fair trial yeah and that just blew my mind because I don't know how you can let people go to a voting booth it's, when you're literally but you under- heard Ellie Honig yesterday was here yeah. who's a, a g- great pundit and yeah. A lawyer, I believe he yeah. is. Yeah. He said that he didn't think they, that this would happen, this uh, him going to jail or whatever, until after the election, well, well, which does not help the situation. He, he, the jail he, he thinks there can be conviction, um, but not necessarily being in jail. She has a point that people need information before they go to the voting booth, but if by now you don't know who Donald Trump is, 
and the stuff that the media are like he's being accused of and you don't know who Joe Biden is and what he's about you're living under a rock and those people are either not voting at all don't care to vote or probably it, you're never going to get to them maybe shouldn't be voting yeah like you're never going to get to them at this point in any form of cycle like no. yeah so you, the, the idea that you you want the 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 uh, Department of Justice to just sort of put out all put out all their evidence ahead of the trial and not let the justice system play out the way it's supposed to that that is a really disturbing demand right to, to like to put forward yeah and yeah. and even beyond like what the punishment is like they were also speculating about like what his what the actual punishment would be in terms of like how he would serve time if he was convicted especially because they're, they're immediately just jumping straight to conviction and how like the the uh, um the prison system was going to deal with this and they basically were saying that home arrest was probably the most logistically viable just so because like how a secret service going to protect a president in prison like house arrest is probably the best way to do it but according right, to solitary confinement is for like really yeah. bad people yeah and basically you you had joy who she claims she doesn't have it in her to punish the guy so her her solution is exile she's just like sent like he she wanted her him to work out a deal with jack smith or jack smith to work at special counsel jack smith to work out a deal with with trump where he's just like we'll let you like we'll let you just not go to prison but you can live out your days in saudi arabia yeah the guy who uh purchased uh epstein island you can go live there you know right <laughs> what is this like uh dark knight rises death or exile either either that or like napoleon it's just like we're just gonna send you to an island and you're yeah. just gonna live in exile and then eventually i'll just come back to the mm, mainland whatever <laughs> Maybe not like Napoleon. Yeah, probably uh, not a good idea. Yeah, not a good analogy. No, uh, she probably wouldn't have thought that through. Yeah, so further on the view today, sticking with the sort of like the idea of all of this being about the election. Yes. Right? Like we've mentioned this multiple times on the podcast where a lot of like all of this Trump stuff mm. is about the election. It's to make him toxic for 2024 or to promote him over other Republicans. Right, because it's like, oh my gosh, it's like he is crowding out the field. He is sucking the oxygen. oxygen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Would you look at that? You know, that was the thing. That was one of the dominant narratives on NBC's coverage um, yeah. yesterday. And you're like, yes, that is the point. You guys have clearly decided that he is the candidate you think is best to take on Joe Biden because then you can focus on Trump and his trials and Joe Biden can go back to the basement in Delaware. Mm -hmm. Then we don't have to talk about Joe Biden. We don't have to talk about any of his record. Or he can hide in the bunker in the White House. It's as if, and this is one of the things that annoys me to no end. When the media talk about something or they talk about coverage or they talk about attention, it's as if they're completely detached. Like they have no role whatsoever in who has the public spotlight. It's just incredible. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, somebody should do, you know, if only there was time to talk about something. Gee, somebody should do something about this. You, you guys manage your own time. Like we pointed out, the like, like Kevin pointed out the other day, 63% of ABC's evening news coverage on world news tonight was dedicated to trump it is a choice exactly it's a choice especially when the other networks a lot like six minutes five minutes and you're allotting almost 12 clearly the, the choices are being made 
Right. Things are being left on the cutting room floor. And all of this is, again, being used as a cover for the elections, keep the focus on Trump. And what and when there when there is bad news for Biden, try to spin it against Republicans, saying like Republicans are using the Devin Archer thing, the bribery stuff as a smoke screen, a whataboutism. That that's just become a way for them to just refuse to talk about stuff that matters, particularly like the 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 Fitch downgrade in our credit rating and how this is like a direct correlation. Fitch points out that this this is all brought up the largest share of why this was brought down our credit rating from AAA to AA plus is because of political turmoil with the debt ceiling. And what did right. we see this time around? Republicans put out a budget that made a lot of cuts, decreased the rate of decreased the rate of increase in spending. Spending was going up, but it just decreased the rate that rate. And what did Joe Biden do? Completely refused. Joe Biden and the Democrats made a public spectacle out of refusing to negotiate. They went out there saying, we're not going to negotiate with Republicans. And then on right. the 11th hour, with hours, just hours before we hit the debt ceiling, they, they, they made the deal. The one that made the public declaration of not wanting to negotiate was Joe and the Democrats. And somehow the media and is just going to go with the White House talking point that this was somehow Trump's fault two years into his presidency. This is somehow Trump's fault. And it's two and a half years in, in, into his presidency. And, and this is somehow Trump's fault. And the, Joe was supposed to be the master negotiator, right? He was supposed to be the one. 36 years in the Senate. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Now, I mean, Corrine has her quips um, doing political stunts. You know, that's one of her nicks. Yeah. Uh, Jen Psaki would always talk about Joe Biden. He served 36 years in the Senate, served 36 years in the Senate. That was always her big thing yeah. in the briefings. Um, meh, and, so and much the, for that. And this is what we're seeing in the polls where even Democrats aren't enthusiastic about Joe because all of this bad stuff with the economy, the credit rating coming down. Right. People are still saying that they're being hurt by inflation. Inflation is still up, going up. Like I said, my my like I said on Wednesday, my local gas station is approaching $4 a gallon again and nobody likes it. And people are still have there. There are still commodities in the grocery store that are through the roof. And right. you you have people who are basically the carnival barkers like Joy Behar, who are out there multimillionaire. She's she is multi, worth millions and millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And she was out there today claiming that the economy is booming. Well, let's take a listen to that. Oh, and actually, before we get to that clip, uh, it sparks a very loud argument between her and Alyssa as she was trying to get Alyssa to explain why Dem like why she wasn't voting for Joe. And Alyssa was trying to point out that Democrats aren't even enthusiastic about Joe. And it sparks a loud argument. So if you're wearing headphones, be warned. Let me just say something about Joe Biden. According to what I'm observing, the economy is booming. Yeah. Inflation is down. The stock market is doing well. Uh, people are having an easier time putting bread on the table, etc. He doesn't seem to be getting the credit for that. Only 41% approval. Is it because they think he's old? Because I don't see anything else they can point to with, with him particularly. Well, it's a question for Democrats. But I think well, no, it's a question for you, really, because right. you said you would not well, vote. Well, she's not voting. No, I'm not. No, but you said you would not vote. Vo vote. One vote. I'm, 
I, I Every would, vote I'm not, counts, and your vote counts, and I'm going to tell you again, but I know you don't want to hear it. Why do Dem a candidate Why is your candidate not doing better with Democrats? That's who he needs but, to win. But, yeah. and moderate because they think voters. he's old. That's why. No, I mean, well, Trump, Trump is I am the same age as Joe Biden is not doing poorly because I won't vote for Joe Biden. Let me just make that abundantly clear. You have to at one point. You Oh, it's chaos. Ow. Oh, Ow, yeah. That hurt. Okay, so real quick, uh, I think this is important. Yeah, ABC News, hours earlier on Good Morning America, a new ABC News Ipsos poll came out showing Joe Biden's favorability was only at 33%, 52% unfavorable. The good news, though, for him, his saving grace, is the fact that we go over to Donald Trump and his favorability is only 30%. His unfavorability is 59%. And when it comes to presidential fitness, two-thirds of Americans, I forget which network it was. It might have been NBC or somewhere, someone else. I think else. it was CBS. Or somebody, yeah. One of the, yeah. about fitness for office, like two-thirds of Americans don't think uh, Biden is mentally or physically fit to continue in office. Where, But again, fortunately for him, uh, about, I think, 52, 53% of Americans feel the same about Donald Trump. And Joy didn't, one of what one of the things that led up to that uh, argument was Alyssa pointing out that there was a New York Times Siena poll that found Joe and Trump in a dead heat where Trump had the possibility of winning and she lost it with that argument. Right. So... We're, we're coming we crammed up. the news yeah. into like half our time. Yeah, we crammed the news in and uh, we're going to start bringing in our, our interns here. Who, one do, at we, time. who do we want to start with? Uh, yeah, let's uh, have the one who's uh, leaving us today, unfortunately. We'll have uh, uh, Cassie Let, Devries come in. And yeah, we'll, let's let's uh, bring her in uh, right now. So we have uh, Cassie Devries here. Uh, Hillsdale from Hillsdale College. You're majoring in economics and journalism and applied math minor. That is, you got a lot going on. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so uh, just behind the scenes, you know, a couple times I'd come over to her desk and, you know, people have their like lunch or they have their coffee and everything else. She has like a ginormous, like coffee table sized version of Adam Smith's Wealth of Nations. <laughs> and she's working her way through it. Mm. And it's like, wow. Very it, it, and, it, and it's big because, like, you, you can, like, take notes in it then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Slightly nerdy. Slightly nerdy. So um, when you were signing up for uh, the an internship at the MRC, what, what was it that attracted you to having the, uh, an internship with us? So I grew up from, I think, kindergarten. I was listening to the news with my dad, and we listened to NPR in the morning, and then we'd read the Wall Street Journal or Fox News at night, and the absolute disparity between what they'd each say about what ought to be an objective thing that happened was unreal. And so I heard about MRC through my through Hillsdale College, mm -hmm. and they, brought, or they were telling me about this place that talks about that disparity and tries to get to the middle ground and they take the actual facts and you're like okay from this middle ground here are all the news sources that go completely to the left and they twist this and they twist that they leave out different facts they cover things completely different amounts of time depending on the point they want to prove mm -hmm. and I was like okay I love journalism I love being in the news this sounds really interesting and then you guys brought me onto your team and taught me the ropes and showed me how to look for the different ways that mm -hmm. media will twist things and 
it's honestly a little scary and a little depressing yeah. when you see mm -hmm. how yeah. capable they are of twisting it. And I also realized that all the times before I was at Newsbusters, I never even noticed it. Like they'll say mm -hmm. all these different things and now that I'm going back and I'm checking what actually happened and reading like the Fed reports and then seeing what the news places are saying about it, it's almost completely different sometimes. Yeah, there's two things that I think about that, Nick. You know, one mm -hmm. is that is the point that we want to you know, the minimum one of the impacts that we want to have with our internship program, and I know that we've tried that for decades, is to, at a minimum, even if, you know, people go on to do different things that aren't necessarily in politics uh, or touch on politics, um, you at least have an awareness, you know, for the world around you and an awareness that we are not being well served by our news media. So while you shouldn't consume the media, or you shouldn't like completely turn it off per se all the time mm -hmm. um, and just go into clownish conspiracy theory territory all the time, like, you know, lizard people, uh, <laughs> frog, gay frogs world, you know, you should like know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah, you hear. And, and the other thing I should just say is, yeah, and that's the main point. You know, there are certain examples like blatant bias, like, you know, They'll use certain superlatives, certain adjectives to describe someone, but not apply it to a Democrat. You know, mm. those things are easy to spot. Yeah. But one of the things we also try to teach here at Newsbusters is how you know the intricacies. That it's not just that. It's not just somebody having a meltdown. It's the, not just Van. It, not every example of bias is Van Jones melting down about a white mm -hmm. lash. Yeah, there's yeah. There, there are more subtle ways that they can do it, more light-handed ways that they can sort of twist and poke and prod. And sort of shift things, excuse me, in a, a certain in a certain way. Um, one of the things that we did differently with Cassie's internship is we wanted to, as you guys, as our listeners know, one of the things we like to do at Newsbusters, uh, we do a lot of, is bias by omission. And in terms of what is it that they're not covering, and particularly here in Washington, one of the things that often goes uncovered a lot of times are hearings. And we actually had Cassie go down to a couple of hearings this summer to, to report firsthand what was going on in these hearings and sort of pose the question of like, here are these moments of Republicans trying to hold uh, Biden administration officials, hold their feet to the fire, and here are these fiery moments of them trying to do it. Will they cover it on the on the evening newscast later in the day right. or, or the next morning? So Cassie, so this this was like your first time getting a press pass. Yeah, and, I got to go down that, to the yeah. hill. Yeah, so like, uh, t tell us about that experience going down there. Well, one of the coolest things is they have separate doors for the press to go in. So I got to go mm -hmm. with a reporter yep. from the Epic and from news and a few different like well-known news sources, the New York Times. And so I entered in with the other reporters there, and I went to a hearing on the FBI where a bunch of different um, congressmen interrogated. Um, Ray about how the FBI has sometimes been used to target conservatives mm -hmm. and they would list these different things and they presented all the information that they had and so I wrote up a report on that and then after that we watched what news or news networks covered that and what they said about that to kind of compare if they brought up this sensitive subject that does make Joe Biden look bad. And then the other hearing I went to was on the DOD and the spending and the rampant spending and how they have just been blowing past their budget time and time again. They have not passed an audit in five years and they have 400 different systems for keeping track of their finances. And I went to that hearing the second day and I was like, oh my goodness, they are spending so much money. And one of the times they spent, I think, uh, I'm not sure, but millions of dollars on planes that they then 
just pitched because they weren't quite safe after the fact, never having used them. Mm -hmm. And I don't think any of the nuts covered it. That was the second yeah, that, one yeah, and no one yeah, no, covered yeah. it. Because the DOD is something that conservatives will talk about, but Democrats don't like to talk about rampant spending and how we should cut back. Mm -hmm. And since it wasn't the right political message, none of the networks covered it. Exactly. And that it's, this is like, Cassie's work is a good example of how we integrate and work together as a team here at Newsbusters. So she's out there in the field covering that stuff. And then we had Kevin back in back in our office covering it the later that night and showing like this is what it is and then in the morning curtis is covering stuff as well from them and it it, it really shows how much of a cohesive team we are working out over here everyone was editing it as i was writing it too and giving transcripts or i was like oh can i get this quote and people just had the quote right away and everyone at newsbusters is very helpful mm -hmm. i've mm -hmm. loved working at newsbusters and before we close you know i we should just mention, you know, we're going to ask each of them. Uh, so what were the shows that when you were here, what did you uh, watch? Well, what were the sh shows that you had to had to watch first? <laughs> <laughs> every, Your assignments. Yeah. Oh, honestly. So every morning I would watch three hours of CNN this morning. So I got to know Poppy and Phil very well. Mm. And yeah, she missed out on Don Lemon by like just a little bit. Yeah. Did she really miss anything? <laughs> Did she though? <laughs> I timed that well. I mean, I she think. would have been busy. She mm. would have been busy though. So yeah, you know, it Dealing happens. with Diva Don. Diva Don. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right then. So I guess we're gonna start bringing in our our, our next intern. We do have Peter Katera with us here um, now. So welcome. Yeah. So Peter Peter with, with us here. He's from. Uh, he goes to the University of Dallas, and uh, which he, is where Brent Pozell went. Awesome. Awesome. And he majors in politics. So, so uh, the same question that I asked uh, to Cassie here, like what, what made you decide to intern with the MRC and Newsbusters? Yeah, so I decided to intern with MRC when I saw uh, information about them online and I was just uh, really uh, driven to uh, try to help them on their mission, which is exposing uh, left-wing bias in the media. And I was really amazed that there was actually an organization out there actually doing that, because that's not something that I saw much of out in the world. There was a lot of people just believing what the media said was true without really checking to see whether it really was or not. Yeah, I think that's true. I mean. Well, and the other part is that there's an organization like ours that actually does something about it. That, that you know, oh, the media are biased. Okay, all right. But is that there, we are an organization that, as we talked about earlier in the show, Nick, when we were going through the mm -hmm. news of the day, that there's it is both a qualitative and a quantitative bias exactly. that we see here. Um, yeah, because people, so many, so many people on, on the right just sort of, everybody knows the, the media's bias and they'll say it. But it's like, no, nobody's really providing a lot of the ammo to, as to how much as outside of just like, oh, here's a clip of uh, Chris Cuomo saying something dumb. That applies, or, or, yeah. This applies to a lot of things, too, not just the media. People it, just complain, but you don't actually want to do something about it. Exactly. And Peter, so you you were for us, you were watching one of the hotbeds of a, a lot of political uh, bias and stuff for us. Let's, uh, tell us a little bit about what you were watching for us. Yeah, so my responsibility was watching Morning Joe, and that is probably one of the most fiery political shows I've seen so far. Um, Joe and Mika were uh, 
not trying to camouflage their bias much at all. And many times uh, they were very so pro-Democrat. My problem was not trying to find bias, but trying to determine out of the uh, abundance of bias which would actually be blockable or yeah. what i mean or which one you could pick i mean yeah th there's only so many hours in the day especially for you guys the interns and mm -hmm. you don't really know which one you're going to do you're drinking from a fire hose and uh, and we should add that uh Longtime listeners of this podcast and readers and newsbusters may know this, but Morning Joe is a staple of MRC interns. Oh yeah, I I always hope for the day that Joe like comes after us and be like, "You guys are saying stuff about us or at least." Well, he has, but it's been a long time. Yeah, because like I, I I want him to say it while I'm working here because I just want to point out to him publicly and be like, "Dude, we assign your show to the interns. Like that's like that's how easy it is to find stuff and how sort of." We, we view your show. Right. That you view as a joke. Because I remember, I think it was 2014 uh, or 15 when I first got here. He was complaining last, just the last time he brought us up on the air, saying, Newsbusters is kicking my butt. Okay. Yes. We, yes. But besides that, so Joe and Mika spent, I feel like they spent like a good amount of the time this week, this summer, like on vacation. So, like, what, what are some of like the big moments that you saw there that you were just like, oh my God? Yeah, so one of the biggest moments was actually when they brought on uh, a New York Times writer, um, Mara Gay, and she just came on and said that Trump supporters were uh, ignorant and nefarious and stupid, and I was just blown away by how desperate they were that they would just re resort to playground-level insults to attack their opposition. Right, right. Yeah. And uh, Mara Gay is one of those people. I mean, she has multiple moments. I mean, there's the one where uh, she was on set with Brian Williams when the two of them displayed mm -hmm. a lack of even basic kindergarten edition skills, math skills. Um, and she also said last summer, I think, that driving by homes that have American flags on them make her nervous. So this is, you know, this is the kind of person we're dealing with here. Yeah, and especially, like, so a, a funny thing, so how long did it take you to realize that Joe and Mika were married? Um, about two seconds. Okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, because that's, that's like a whole nother saga in their story and about this kind of thing, and, whew, yeah, especially with with what they've claimed about, about their relationship. Um, yeah. So, oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, do you have any other, like, favorite moments, either blogs that you did or memories um, or speakers that we had or trips that you guys got to do? Because you guys really have a full schedule. Carrie Lancaster does a really good job mm -hmm. of making sure you guys aren't uh, twiddling your thumbs. Yeah, so... One of the favorite things I'm doing now is blogging on the whole Devin Archer testimony. Oh, and, yeah. And how uh, actually the clip went viral online of Morning Joe bringing in Representative Dan Goldman mm -hmm. to tell the Democrat side of the story before the transcript was released. And now mm -hmm. that the transcript has been released, they're basically... Uh, sticking to the same spin they gave it and trying to frame the whole thing as 
uh, being a complete and total vindication for Joe Biden when the transcript shows something very different. Right. Isn't that like isn't that just like the sh- the rush that you g- can get from like when you see something and you know it's not true? Isn't it just like great because you're like, that's not true and I can disprove it. Yeah. It, I mean, it's bad that it has to be the case, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's objectively bad that they're saying things false, but it's it's good for us here at MRC because that means that we have a chance to do our job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, Peter, uh, we thank you for uh, braving Morning Joe for us and uh adding your list to a long illustrious list it includes of course our mm-hmm. nick farnacaro and bill diagostino and alice christie yourself uh, no i didn't oh, watch oh, morning joe since oh. i was an intern for nope. newsbusters i was oh, in another right. department um yeah but a long list of morning joe interns who've lived to tell about it <laughs> so right. congrats or something yep. thank for- you all right and finally last but not least we have anna shaw with us here um welcome so, Anna, uh, we had our two other interns who were watching our morning shows. For us, you, we had you watching. Uh, actually, I'm jumping too far ahead. So, uh, you, well, no, you, let's jump, let's just get that out of the way really quick. So, yeah. what shows did you watch for us? Um, well, I did News Central a lot of the time for CNN, but like I kind of jumped around a lot. Like there were a couple of times I watched The View for Nick and that was fun. Um, <laughs> if the interns were gone on vacation or out on a sick day, I would usually take whatever whatever, um, whatever days, whatever their, their news segments were, um, I would just watch that and write about it. Um, so it's just kind of whatever it was. And then if I didn't find anything in the morning, I'd usually take like a noon show or something. Yeah, that's what, I th- that's what I thought was interesting about you, which is when we have more than two interns uh, for a semester, you know, usually we'll give CNN morning show to the one, we'll give morning show to the other one. And then the third kind of, which which you fell into, you get kind of this floating set of responsibilities. So like, yes, the news is different every single day, but for you in particular, it's like, yeah, you might have CNN News Central and a lot of days you did. Um, but yeah, as you pointed out, you might have other shows or other responsibilities. So you kind of get that position of being able to have tried a bunch of different things, which is always, I think, kind of cool. Yeah, I it, think it sounds it was, like you felt felt the same. You agreed? Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, it was definitely interesting to like move around to the different shows and like see like how they all are similar and how they're all different and just like watching the two side by side like CNN and MSNBC like how they have the same headlines sometimes they'll cover things exactly the same way using the same words and it's just it is a, a little bit funny to me yeah so yeah basically when you're able to see the different instead of just having one show as a responsibility and you're able to see like a broader swath of the media both nighttime because you would sometimes cover the nighttime stuff for us too and into the morning and all this stuff you you get to see the through line narratives of multiple shows and it's two different media organizations msnbc cnn and we had you guys cover occasionally abc and the broadcast and other broadcast networks and you're able to see those through lines yeah and it's I mean, it was like a storybook, how, the, how strong the narrative, you could see the narrative flowing through everything. Right, so. where there's like major points of bias, there's minor characters, there's more subtle points. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, when I was getting ahead of my, we were when I uh, wanted to circle back a little bit, so you're over not too far from the M- MRC a little bit, you're over in Christendom, over yeah. in, out in Front Royal, and uh, you're, you're majoring in a very, a very unique 
And which I should add, there's a long list of interns that have and, come and, from Christendom. So and MRC it's, employees. And MRC employees. Yeah, I've heard. I've seen them, yeah. So, you know, she had a lot to live up to. She did. <laughs> yeah. So basically. For a school of, like, what's your enrollment? 550? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Other than maybe Patrick Henry, you'd be hard-pressed to find a college that's smaller. Yeah, like we were having this conversation yesterday a little bit where basically like where I went to school in Binghamton, I believe like when I was going to school, it was we were approaching a student body of 20,000 and your, your school in general is just very, very, very small. We're very small. Yeah. Like you were you were mentioning it because you were talking about your student government and things like that. And I was yeah. like, our student government is the president for each class and then like a student body president and like vice president. Right. And that's it. So... Yeah, so we, we had you sort of being uh, someone to fill in a different role. So what what was it that uh, when, when you signed up uh, to come a, to an internship with the MRC, basically, I know your, your brother is also interning with yeah. us too. Is, yeah. Was that an influence in you coming to intern with, with us right now? Well, that was how I kind of first heard about Newsbusters was when I heard, oh, he was like, he wanted to come and he's currently writing in the business division. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I saw the opportunity and I did a little bit more research because I was also looking for a summer internship and it just appealed to me on so many levels like journalism is a possible career opportunity that I might be looking into um, and it just like revealing like the truth in the world around that the media is not and revealing how they're lying about it um, that just it all really appealed to me um, in a way that you know incentivized me to sign up a little bit more than just my mom asking me to so <laughs> yeah so like like we were talking about with Peter what what are some of the things that stood out to you for 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 this because we were also talking yesterday about some stuff that stood out yeah. to me too so just because so we have like a very vibrant uh, internship program here where it's not just as Tim would say our interns aren't just assigned to get coffee or they're not assigned yeah, to like go get our dry not. cleaning yeah. <laughs> and and you're out there we're out we have you guys almost from day one watching teaching you guys how to cut video how to do all this stuff and we have sort of just generally like a a rounded out program so besides just writing for us what are some of the other things that you had gotten from our internship program here um so I really value like being able to do like the workshops and things that we've been able to do um, with various, you know, conservative um, speakers and things. Um, but really some of the most fun I've had this semester has been going to different really cool places. Like we went to Capitol Hill one time um, on Tuesday, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday or some, it was Wednesday that we went to Mount Vernon, which was like so, so cool. Cause I love history and like the entire, place was just like seeing the history and like the importance of it as having been you know the home of our first president was just like so so cool and amazing to me so so you're you're a big fan of history and I, I believe one of the questions that we forgot to we sort of skipped over earlier which that we hit on with the other ones is major so you're you have a very interesting major so yeah so I'm majoring in English language literature which is like super duper specific you know and it's like it's Partly because my school is so small, like that is like kind of close to as close to journalism as it comes in that regard. But mm. it's kind of like general enough to where I could go into like teaching or some other thing, um, other things that I'm considering as well. So I just I really like that. And it is a little bit general, but it's still giving me the tools that I need to do 
and like any of a multitude of different jobs that I'm all interested in. So that's awesome. Like I, I really hope that like our writing program here and sort of showing you like journalism writing because I know you're very uh, when when you came to us we were very academic writing yeah. oriented. So it, it's definitely a different a different beast than our more conversational sort of blog, like blog writing uh, style um, and sort of like journalism writing just in general about like like AP style yeah. and, and all these and all these other things and I really do hope that this this does add to your t toolkit for uh, different w whatever field you go into in the future like teaching or whatever and I really do hope that if you do go into teaching you use like newsbusters material <laughs> to teach them oh I will because because we because we've talked a bunch here on on the podcast in the past of just how. Um, about media literacy and how like Brian, the Brian Stelters of the world and all the J schools want to increase me, quote, the media literacy, AKA tell them to listen to liberal outlets as opposed yeah. to conservative outlets. And you can sort of help in like increase media, the uh, media literacy from a, a conservative point of view, uh, highlighting like bias by omission, uh, the labeling, um, conspiracy theories, uh, um, my favorite that I don't get to write about too often is we, we don't get to write too often is um, uh, covert, covert liberal activists and all this oh, stuff. Oh yeah, those yeah. are those are interesting, definitely. Yeah, so I definitely hope that not, not just add to our internship just adds to your tool toolbox, adds to the toolboxes of Peter and Cassie and any intern that we've had here in the past. Um, and just like ho hopefully this message gets out there to have like other interns to apply in the future, and. Um, so that was that's basically our internship program and again we don't we we don't have our interns just getting us coffee or anything like that so um th those were the people that you've our, our listeners have read this summer and uh we'll see it we'll see what things the future holds for them and uh the rest of newsbusters so what our illustrious tim graham likes to say he'll be back again next week is uh, visit Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Bye-bye now.